Empowered by Her. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry, and I have Leah Hayes today. I'm so excited. This has been a long time coming. Long time coming. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's probably been a year of trying to get you out here. And um, Leah has her story of success, which is just a women's brand. We'll get into kind of what it is in a second. But um, you're, you came in from Nashville today. I did. I uh, got my workout in at 5 a.m., a little bit before 5, and then got on the road and got here in time to get here at 9 o'clock. So I, I'm already winning. Like, I am such a, like, it takes me so long to get ready, and I'm always late, and I was here early. So. Yeah, I mean, we, we started on time and everything. I know. I'm impressed with myself. Usually so. doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> quite well but we're all on you know we're all here we're rocking and rolling um i'm loving this part by her being able to be on video now and so we're yes gonna... and you have a beautiful set Thank i was just uh so giving much. compliments to the awesome gentleman that built this i'm a little jealous i might have to have them come build one for her story of success they cookville creative is rocking they do a fabulous so job it's been so good to have them support this this podcast. So tell me in your elevator pitch, what is Her Story of Success? Yes, Her Story of Success is a women's mentor media company. So we started out with just a podcast um, and now we are actually offering podcasts and events to corporations. Um, we'll get into like how I got started, but um, I was in corporate America in sales for a long time and just seeing the power of storytelling within a company, right? So like we all know storytelling is powerful. That's why we have podcasts and um, it's about empowering that woman that's kind of looking for her next step um, and getting her the um, inspiration, but also some of the tactical and practical, like here's how this successful woman did it. And so what I realized um, working with some of my clients that are sponsors and things is just the need um, for that to be internal for companies as well. So now we are a mentor media company just focusing on storytelling for individuals and for companies um, about their, um, their own stories of success. Do you think that, so I, I mean, I really believe that it is important to kind of see that women, it's different with women. Yes. <laughs> and that you have to really celebrate women and, and, and what that means. And so, but in corporate America, it's kind of, it's such a balance sometimes, right? Right. Uh, of trying to kind of figure out like, do we focus on women's issues or do we not? Like I, people have said to me, are you a feminist? And I'm like, well, I'm not a man hater. And I think sometimes <laughs> it can go that, that to be it a feminist. Feels it can feel divisive. Yeah. Um, I, I can see where it's not because I'm married to a man that works in corporate America um, that is He's married, obviously, to a strong, <laughs> powerful woman. Um, his boss is also married to a strong, powerful, successful woman. And his boss's boss is married to a strong, powerful, successful woman. So um, they get the, like, women need to achieve and, and have this... Um, have the platform that's needed and the company that they work for, the chief sales officer, is a woman. So I think, you know, the the powerful thing in that is men need to hear the stories of success of women. And so that's why I'm more, I'm passionate about getting into companies and, and doing storytelling and not, not with the ERG groups. I do want to do that, but just with the company of like, let's tell the story of this woman's success, not to women, but in general, because I think the more that men hear a woman's story of success and the can we cuss? I'm so sorry. The crap that you have to go through um, and the challenges that she faced to get to where she is. There's this moment that that men have of reverence because they're like, 
wow, you got as far or further than I did and you literally had so many hurdles, so many hoops you had to jump through and dealing with the insecurities that we have on ourselves, but also the, the, the little microaggressions that we hear as women from all sides for sure. For sure. that we have to deal with. Have you ever Does read that the make book? Sense? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever read the book? Nice girls don't get the corner office. I haven't. I've heard and women so, don't ask. I've read women don't ask. Okay. And that's what yes. got me thinking like, Oh, we have to be like more vocal and helping women like but learn how to, but you, to like speak. Like you said, it's such a balance of like, you know, um, there women can aggress or strong women can be mm-hmm. labeled aggressive or yeah. labeled the B word. Yeah. Um, and so, I, and I have, I, I'm from the North and I'm living in the South now. And so I've had to <laughs> kind of like, you know, kind of figure out my place and my way to interact. And so people, cause I have a huge heart. It doesn't come across very often because I am <laughs> a strong woman. Right. And so what comes, you know, first is just, <laughs> being a lot. Yeah. And so, but, it, but you know, if I hadn't been the way I was, I wouldn't have become what I, you where know. you are. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just such a balance for women to kind of figure that out. I love that, that you kind of made a career out of figuring out how to support women in that way and, and support the workplace. That's right. What I, you know, I love right. that. It's not that you're just supporting women. It's that you're supporting, you're trying to make, you know, kind of change the culture of corporate America. Yeah. I mean, I started out as I've interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs, which we both, I mean, obviously I love entrepreneurs. I am an entrepreneur. Um, but I also, um, when I left the job that I had to start her source. Well, I started her source success as a side hustle when I, um, when I worked there, (laughs) but, um, I actually liked what I was doing. I liked my job. If I was ever going to stay with a company and retire there, it probably would have been that company because I really enjoyed it. Um, But I also did see even the company that I thought was amazing. I saw still the hurdles that women faced and they weren't being addressed. And so I don't know, after I left, I'm just kind of looking at like, what, what are the real hurdles that, that we face in all of, all women are different. And I think one of the problems that's happening with um, all of these initiatives in corporate America is it's like we're trying to help women and we're putting them in a singular category of so helping women. So for those who are listening and not watching, yeah. women in quotation marks, right. like a, what one woman is in a box. Right. And, and it's like, we have not? so many different yes. things. You know, yeah. we have, um, I don't have children yet. People that do have children have different needs. Single moms have, diff- you know, so it's like, yeah. I think just trying, and that's why the more often that we can tell stories of success, how somebody got to where they are and the challenges that they're still facing. Like there's something about being able to be honest about what you're still facing and what you need to continue to succeed. I it's think really is interesting because I think I, I've never really thought about it before, but I think a man, a, a man in corporate America, um, they, there's a lot more similar. The, the, I mean, it might be a bigger box, but they can still like, you know, even if they have children at home or they don't have children or they're younger in their career or old, it's kind of a similar path for most of them where, like you said, with women, it's just kind of all over the but place. But it is a little bit all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So let's take it back. Um, okay. So you are a Gainesboro girl. You're always... Um, I am from Gainesboro, Tennessee. Super proud mm-hmm. of that fact. I love the fact that you really have a heart for that small town. Yeah. Area. You know, you, you want to help them succeed. You 
get involved with the high school, you get involved in entrepreneurship programs there. Yeah. So um, tell me what it was like growing up and what... So I was born in my house in, I think it's Hensley Creek, Tennessee, like literally like 45 minutes or 30 or 45 minutes from the nearest tiny little hospital. So it's amazing. I'm alive. No, um, <laughs> I have a very tough mom. She's like smaller than I am. But um, I grew up and honestly, I always felt like I was a city girl trapped in the country. There was always something in me that was like, I love Gainesville, but I was like, this town is just not, it's not built for me. Like, yeah. I'm just, I have a very loud, big personality and a really tiny little body. And so, you have um, bigger wings. <laughs> and, and I had then... bigger wings. But what that provided me, um, you know, I excelled in sports. I was, um, you know, on the honor roll. Um, I had a lot of friends. I also had a lot of issues that, you know, we, you, you deal with as a kid, a lot of insecurities. Um, I had a brother that got in trouble a lot. So coming up, I was the fourth of four. And so when you're in a small town, and you're the fourth of four, you're already labeled going whatever. into whatever. You're like everybody well, already knew I was clever. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. Um, I've never had a chance there to figure out like who I was and what I wanted. So I actually left when I was 19 and moved to um, outside of Detroit, Michigan with my family and really had the opportunity to be like, who am I not being Jonathan's sister or Anna's sister or, you know, whoever's yeah. daughter. And it gave me an opportunity. I became a flight attendant and got to travel. And I was just like, there is a big world out there and I want to see and experience all of it. And so growing up and, and doing all of those things, it was this constant battle of like believing in myself that I was built for more. But then the reality is of like, well, I'm the fourth of four from a poor family in a, a tiny town and, you know, just rural a, a rural Tennessee. There just wasn't a lot of opportunity. And I never saw... I remember being in the country in Hensley Creek and there's literally nothing but trees and hills. And I just visualize like, I want to be in a city, in an office with there's windows and I can just see the beautiful city. And I will tell you the moment that that became a reality. Uh, twice. Um, I lived in Chicago. So after I was a flight attendant, I visited all these cities all across the, the country and um, it went to Japan and saw the world. And I loved Chicago. And then I ended up getting a job at cars.com in Chicago. It was downtown 175 West Jackson. I still remember. I don't even remember my home addresses, but I remember the address of that place. And it was beautiful and right, right by side the Board of Trade. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I have reached one of my dreams. Yeah. Now, I wasn't making very much money, but I was like, I have decided who I am. I've decided what I want to do. I'm enjoying where I work. Um, I excelled in that position. I was one of the top people. I was a, a top account manager. And I realized then that I was really good at sales because sales is, is communication. It's mm -hmm. talking to people. It's understanding. Developing what, a relationship. Developing. The, yes. I was like, yeah. I'm really good at this. And then the second time was after I moved to, to Tennessee and I was working for um, Insperity and literally my desk was in this beautiful office, the Pinnacle Building, downtown Nashville. Mm -hmm. And my desk was at a window and it overlooked um, like the Titan Stadium and, um, you know, part of downtown and into East Nashville. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I am living the dream that I had when I was a little girl with no idea of how to get there. Right. Right. And so. You didn't have the tools, resources. And I had nobody no vision. Nobody from Hensley Creek was like, <laughs> right. you know. I didn't know any successful businesswomen. And so that's why 
I started Her Story of Success is because if you would have told me at 12 that all of those times on my report card got talks too much, she gets <laughs> done with yeah. she gets done with her work and then talks to all the other kids. Like if I would have known that I could have a career out of having conversations with people, like how many mistakes and terrible things would I have not done because right. I didn't have the confidence well, in where I was going. You got to kind of be the bigger fish in a small pond. So you got that confidence to yeah. like, probably, you know, who knows if you would have been the city girl growing up, if you would have been as strong right. because you kind of had the opportunity to be strong. My dad tells me all the time, like, you know, well, you're, you were really stubborn growing up and it's, he kind of <laughs> says it in this negative way. And I'm like, dad, I would not be where I was. Right. I am today. If I was not stubborn, right. I, you know, I kind of, I knew what you, you, like you, you knew what you weren't willing to put up with yeah. my mom growing up. Cause you know, dating and she's like, you are so picky. And I was like, mom, I will either have the man of my dreams or I will be single. Like yeah. I am not going to settle. I'm not going to be this unhappy person. That is, that's, I, I, that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> for me, but like, I have a great husband. The, the yeah. dating world. Oh, is Lord. Really, I have two daughters and I terrified. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I think there's so much pressure. It, it takes a strong woman to, who knows who they are to not just think that they need a man by them, their side. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what society puts out there. That's what the world, you know. Oh, I thought I did. I dated so many guys just trying to like, I don't know. I had that dream of being in a corner office, but I also had a dream of like getting married and being a mom. Yeah. Right. And so. I, well, and, and, and I think women feel less than if they're 30 and they haven't been married. A hundred percent. You know. When I was dating my now husband, I was inching closer <laughs> to that, 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 that number. That band, and so band, the number that the, shall not be. We'll mentioned. just say the number. And I said at one point I was like, I think it was we're in November. Because my sister got engaged. You know, we're Southern, like you cannot propose to me before my sister gets married. And so it was after <laughs> my sister got married. And then um I was like, we'd already kind of talked about like maybe when we want to get married. I always tell people, I'm like, if your engagement is a complete surprise, that is a red flag. Just going to throw that out there. Like you should know where you're going and that you're going together. Yeah. But anyway, it was like November. But if you're planning it yourself as a female, that's a, that's a red flag too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so it was so funny. It was in November and I was like, Hey, um, <clears throat> I think we were talked about getting married in May. So if you don't propose by the end of the year, you're going to plan the whole thing yourself. Cause I want to do a lope and he want to have it. So, and then he proposed on December 28th. Cause he's also that man. He's like, I don't like to be told what to do, yeah. so, but it was, it, it was yeah. perfect and fun, but, um, it was so funny cause I'm like, I am strong. And that's actually what attracted him to me is like, yeah. I didn't need him. I had my own career. I'm doing what I do. And I think that me being independent and not needing him and knowing that if I'm going to be with you, it's because I want to, yes. I want to be here. But I don't that need takes, it. Like I said, Oh, we, we're, we're, I could, I could go on and on, but that takes such a strong man. Cause men like want to be needed too. Yes. Like, but let's know. tie that okay. into we're gonna the business. Back. No, because <laughs> one of the things that we had talked about in, you know, an entrepreneurship journey is what does your support system look like? Yes. Like you, it is so lonely. It's so hard. Like being an entrepreneur is so glamorized and it is, not effing hard yeah. and scary. And I, I am not a crier and yeah. I have like, I go to therapy. Like yeah. if you're an entrepreneur, like go ahead and make a therapy appointment, yeah. get a group of girls that are also entrepreneurs or guys or whatever that you can talk to. But I have all the support systems in place and it's still so hard. Um, but my husband's very, 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 very supportive. Um, but I will say, um, you know, when I, I would, 
started as a side hustle. I knew I was going to leave my full-time job. And one day I called him cause I was like, not happy. I was, I was having a bad season. And so I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to quit today. And he was like, um, I would maybe consider not quitting today because <laughs> he's like, because if you're, if it's true and this is the right move, it's, it's still going to be right in a week. Right. And I was just in one of those, like, you know, you go through peaks and valleys. So yeah. kind of the lesson that I've learned multiple times is like, don't ever make a decision in a valley, yeah. make a decision on the mountaintop and whatever you have to do to get back at least up to the mountain, don't make decisions, don't make changes, don't do anything in the valley other than work your butt off to get back to the top of the mountain so that you're making a decision from a place of clarity. So he is supportive, but he's also able to say, don't maybe make a decision when you're not feeling good about yourself and when you're feeling down. And so I did wait and then I ended up like becoming second year's president's club and all of that yeah. stuff. So I think him being able to support me, but also be able to say, make good decisions. was. Helpful. I've always said that like, I need a man in a supportive role with me that can um, kind of, Tell, call, call me out on my BS. Oh yeah. But in a nice way. Like yeah. don't hurt my feelings because I'm sensitive, but but call me out because yeah. I need to be kind of calm. Well, and before Josh, I mean before Josh, I, I had uh, my godfather. So when I when like when I moved to Michigan, I moved in with my godparents. That's actually my my wedding ring was my late godmother's. She passed away when I lived there. But um I had my godfather and then I had my uncle and I have my brothers. And so I I don't love this notion that like strong women are just completely independent and we don't need a man. I'm like, if you don't cool for you, um, I actually appreciate having that different view. Yeah. I want someone that doesn't think the way that I do, that doesn't have the same life experiences that I do, that can see things from a different perspective that I can't see. Right. right? So, I mean, I've um, interviewed, I'm going on my hundredth episode and I've done way more interviews. Yeah, I know, it's coming up, but Crazy. I've done way more interviews than that, but I have not met a woman that didn't have any men in her life that helped her succeed or believed in her or was a mentor. And, um, I think that I've been part of the problem of like, we're only talking to women, but you know, I think it's about finding the balance in your own life of supportive women. I mean, the Biz Foundry has been big for me. You guys have been a bit a part of my life. Jeff Brown has been, he's been a mentor to me. He I've is, called him. He, I, I say <laughs> he's like my work dad because yeah. he just, the, and and he seems kind of you know gruff, but he has the biggest heart. Biggest he's heart. He's taught me so much, and he's really mentored me. And now he's helping my daughter with the lemonade stand. And so yeah. you know he, but he is, he's a, a great support system. Yeah. So I hate that I, I um, it disappoints me the divisiveness yes. of of supporting women. I wish that it's like let's support women. And realize that men can be, you know, a, a component of that. Right. And that, that's so let's of, get back yes. to, to her story of success. Yes. So you're working a corporate job. Yep. And you start, you want to start a podcast? Yes. So how this happened, remember before COVID back in the day when we would go on like coffee meetings and yes. go to like networking yes. luncheons and yes. uh, events. So I was doing all this networking uh, for my corporate job. And I just knew that I wanted to start a podcast. I was listening to podcasts and I just what was missing was the stories of success of women that were not, they were not being asked the questions I wanted to ask. Like I listened to Sarah Blakely and Brene Brown being interviewed on these big podcasts. I'm like, Oh my God, you didn't even ask anything about her being a woman or how that happened. So 
I decided I want to start a podcast. I had a friend that had a podcast, so he let me borrow a recorder and microphones. And then he was telling me about this software and I'm like, oh my God, I actually just want to talk to people. I like, I don't know any of this speeds and feeds. And so I met Clark Buckner who has relationary marketing. I know Clark. Out yeah. of the Nashville yeah. Entrepreneur yeah. Center. He's amazing. And so he and sat down with my, my partner and I, um, Ellen Hoffman, um, and he was like, oh yeah, I'll give you some guidance. And then after talking to him, we're like, can we just hire you? So at the time I had a full-time job, I'm making money. So instead of like getting an investor or whatever, we looked at, hey, let's let our our money pay for the podcast till we figure out what we want to do. Because I, what I didn't want to do was get sponsors right away because I've been in this world of sales and all of these things. And I was like, for me, I felt like once I start taking money from someone, I have to answer to them. And I was really just getting started. And I'm like, I kind of like when you break up with a boyfriend and you're like, let me go figure out who I am and not date anybody. And just, you know, yeah. um, I've had that theme a couple times, obviously. <laughs> But so for me, it was like, figure out what I, who was I as a podcast host? What did I want this podcast to be? Who were we talking to um, before we, we so got sponsored? So you bootstrapped sponsors. it. At the we bootstrapped so it. We you, paid for and, it all ourselves. Clark, is, I've actually been on a uh, podcast with him and he, he's just got this amazing voice. So fun. For, um, yes. So he does a great job. Um, and so you just bootstrapped it. At, so you're paying for it yeah. as a podcast. And where did the point where you thought, I could make this something so, yep. rather than just a podcast. We uh, So we had the podcast and, we, and then we did a couple of live events and got those sponsored. And they were really fun and really awesome. Had a lot of great feedback. Were they networking? Kind they of were networking or? events. Okay. Yep. So it would be like you and me sitting here and there was a, bu a bunch of people. It's like I had a little stage at the Entrepreneur Center um, and realized, wow, women are hungry for this because we like sold out and, um, you know, but the first of them were free and then we started um, charging and we're like, oh, people are willing to pay to come here as talk to people. So this is awesome. And then I got um, companies entered in, in, interested in sponsoring it because they're like, oh, you have um, high level professional women that are coming to these events. Um, we want to sponsor this. And so once I saw, oh, there's interest in this audience that we have, that's when the kind of light started to click. And then the company that I work for in Spirity, my boss, Dennis Sims, who's an, also an incredible like mentor. Um, he was like, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, it would make sense for us to sponsor you. And then when I did sit down with him and say, Hey, I'm actually going to leave and go do this full time. He introduced me to their, to their marketing team, um, that ended up becoming a, a sponsor. So wow. it's just being able to understand, um, you know, where you're trying to go and, and then find the people that fit along that journey. So little Leah at 10 years old in Gainesboro, yep. I mean, you knew you had big aspirations, but mm -hmm. did you think that you would be so women supportive? Like, that that would kind Women of be your focused. Plan. No, because I loved boys. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, no. Yeah, you, the teenage Leah was probably like. Um, as I was know. growing in in my career. The reason I decided to go women focused is because I just kept looking at that 12 year old girl who was so insecure that had no idea what the future was going to look like. And when I did go to college and I'm like, I'm, I'm totally, if you want to go to college, I totally support that. But for me, I got there, I amen, got there, I was amen. in college <laughs> and I'm like, I am, I am terrified of debt. We are the only debt we have is our house, and it's you know already worth more than I'm terrified of debt. And so I was in college, and I didn't 
it went to that moment where I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I was pre-med and I'm like, I don't know that I want to be stuck doing one thing in an office for the rest of my life. I'm obviously like, I like to do different things and travel. And so I'm in college and I'm like, God, I got so depressed because I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I ended up quitting and then, you know, go through that rabbit hole of downward spiral of like, I'm a loser. I'm, you know, all my friends are still in college. They're all figuring out what they want to do. And now I'm becoming a flight attendant. And so, um, I don't know, just that, like seeing that process of me learning how to be confident and where I was. Do you kind of wish sometimes you could go like, I I wish I could have done that earlier. Yeah. That's why I have her story of success. Like I want to help women and girls like find their confidence in themselves, where they are, knowing that you don't have to know where you're going to have confidence that your journey will be beautiful and it will, and you'll be successful. Like I just didn't know because I had no women telling me the only women in my lives that were mentors. I love my mother and she's a hard worker, but at the time I I wouldn't have called her successful. Right. Um, I didn't know any business women. The only women that I knew were teachers or their husbands worked. I didn't know any business women. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I think for me, the thing that kind of switched for me is, is being a mom of daughters. Mm -hmm. And as they've kind of gotten older and my, my older one first, she was, she's very strong willed. And um, I wonder where she got that from. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so I love the fact that I can help. I'm hoping that I help her. I mean, she listens to the podcast right. and I, I hoping I can help her see, get that confidence earlier on. Yeah. Um, when you're, when you're, you know, ten, a tween, a teen, uh, girls that don't want to fit in or follow somebody else's lead, they're labeled yeah. all these negative things. Yep. And it's like, but those are the women that are going to take over the world. Those are the women that are going to push to get things done. And, um, they're going to, you know, change the, the, culture of corporate America. And so yeah. it's important to like, to foster that when they're young. Well, Because a lot of times society beats it out of them. Oh, for sure. And you know what, that I'm so grateful that you have powered by her and that all the little girls in Gainesboro and Cookville and the Upper Cumberland, that maybe they don't see successful business women um, in, in their town. Like I want them to see that they are out there. Um, and that's why I was like, one of the girls I want you to, to interview is uh, Keisha Harper um, that has this little Mission 931 boutique. She's like a CEO of uh, the company that she's with. Um, those are the people that like inspire me. And I want to give back to Gainesville so much, but the reality is a 12 year old little girl might look at me and be like, yeah, but she left. Yeah. I don't want people. I want to show like there are successful people like in your area. People Does that make sense? Yeah. People have said to me, you're going to start running out of people for powered by her. And no, like, you will not. So. Like, <laughs> There's so many amazing. Yeah. I'm, I was thinking about starting a podcast called, um, success in a small town. Yeah. I have so many friends in still in Gainesville. Joanna Chaffin is works at twin lakes. She was uh, one of my best friends go, growing up. And, um, we might have to cut this out cause I don't know if it's allowed to say like, I know that she, her goal is to become CFO of the company that she's working for. And she's working towards that. And she never left Gainesboro. Yeah. I think she might've gone to UT for, for a year, but I want to share the stories of the, the women that are there, but you're working hard. Yeah. You're going home to your family. You might be coaching something. So it's not like you can go out and just be speaking in at the speaker circuit saying, Hey, I'm a successful businesswoman. Do you think your idea of what success looks like has changed since you were 10 years old? 
I think that, that maybe there were yes successful and no. people you just couldn't, you didn't see or didn't know about. Yes, yes and no. Um, I will tell you the way that I'm the most successful today. That I am like, I will be like, I am the most successful person I know. Um, it's the life that I live because I am happily married to my best friend who is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And um, I think sometimes we do tie material success to happiness. And that's not true. I will tell you that I am a happy person because I love the life that I live. I love the journey that got me here. Do I have regrets? Oh my God. Um, yes, I've done yeah. terrible things. You know, like made bad, I have made so many bad decisions, but I'm so proud of where I am as a woman, as a person, like all the things that I want to do, the friend that I am. And that's what makes me successful. But there is a reality of like, I do want to have some material success and financial success yeah. and being able to build my own business, um, is, is very rewarding. So as far as success, it, it doesn't matter the things you have. Do you love what you have? Yeah. Cause I know a lot of people married in a house in Nashville that have all the things that I have, but they don't have the peace and the, the joy and yeah. the, the love that I have. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I know people that have businesses way more successful than mine that are, are miserable. Yeah. Right. And so I, I think it's about, to me, success is, is loving the life that you have and believing in your future that it can be better. So speaking of future, what, where do we see her story of success going? What's going to happen? You know, so you're doing events, yes. you're speaking, you're working with corporate corporations, have this podcast going about to celebrate your hundredth episode. Where do you see it going? I mean, and, and right now you're really based out of Nashville. Yep. Um, I interview people from all over. I mean, I've had somebody from uh, China and Dubai, um, but um, I actually was just thinking about this this week because you're always iterating, right, when you have a business. Mm -hmm. And so what my focus has been is like, let me build this foundation and let me like get this business going. And I kind of actually drifted away from what my purpose was. And my purpose is to give scholarships, not college. We'll talk about that. But I want to be able to fund girls opportunities to try new things. And so now my focus is how do I fund girls getting opportunities that they could never have on their own. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, like if it weren't for my church leaders when I was a, a kid being able to take me to Virginia Beach and Washington DC and going snowboarding, I wouldn't have gotten that taste of travel and seeing other things that has led me to where I am. Mm -hmm. So my passion is how do I help girls gain confidence and, and have experiences that they wouldn't other have? And I'm going to do that through the business of having podcasts, helping companies um, share their stories, like our story of success, hosting events. But at the end of the day, it's all got to be about helping that little girl I succeed. really love, um, I think the that job shadowing is yes. um, under, like, I don't know. I feel like we've kind of having interns. Yes. Yeah. But um, every day, which in um, rural Tennessee, there's a lot of snow days. And so when my kid, we, when we have snow days, my kids are with me at work. And some, a lot of times they're just watching YouTube on my team. But I like the fact that they're in my office and they yeah. see, you they know, see you the working. business and they, yeah. And I, you know, I take them to my, my older daughter's been to the radio station with me and they see this is, this is what 
life could look like and and you can have you can build a life however you want to make it. And so I like the fact that, you know, we can do that. So. That's the most important thing that either of us has said. You can build the life that you want. Yes. And I think that's what I've spent my time doing from being a little girl to now is I've built the life that I want. And that's why I'm so happy is because no matter where I was, I mean, I've had some dark times. Yes. I have really dark times. I've been technically not really homeless because I live with my brother, but like I didn't have my own place. Yeah. And, but I was always building the life that I wanted and you're always going to have setbacks. There's going to be moments when you're like, Oh my God, I should be so much further. But you know what? We always have the opportunity to say, if I want something different, I can do something different. Yeah. And you what does, and you can try. You I've had yeah. so many different jobs. It's taken a long time to figure out what I wanted to do yeah. with my life. Yeah. All right. So, um, where, how can people find yeah. Powered by Her? Or powered by Her. We'll uh, edit that on out. all the things. No, We're I love it. Out. It's good. How can people find Her, her story, story of Success? Yes, we are at Her Story of Success on Instagram and LinkedIn. And I am at Leah Glover Hayes okay. on all the socials. And so, it's herstoryofsuccess.com. Okay, so people can find your website and can book you to, mm -hmm. to come in for, to corporate to events. Speak or, and, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and so I really appreciate you having yeah. um, coming in today. Please go check out her podcast. Subscribe. Subscribe to Powered by Her. Subscribe yes. to Her Story of Success. Um, two amazing podcasts that you guys can check out. Yes. Um, I really appreciate you. It being was here. an honor to be I here. I feel like we, I, I can't wait to see kind of where our journey together of how this goes yes. in the next five, 10 years. Between We're going to go far together. I love it. Okay. See you later. Thanks.